Hello, everyone. Welcome back to, well, it, it could be many shows, really. It is Shonky Lab, but also an apotheosis of a bombast. That's right. <laughs> because I'm Elton, and this is Scott. Hello. Ten years eight later, ten years heavier, ten years older, but back. Where the bloody hell have you been? I made the occasional appearance in uh, Shonky Lab. Shonky Lab. On Shonky Lab podcast, <laughs> but as, as you can see, my mouth has uh, failed me in the last couple of years. But no, it's just uh, I don't know what really happened. We were podcasting pretty regularly. Lost ended. Um, we had still the Apotheosis of a Bombast podcast going on, and I think we just hit a point where my kids were at a certain point with schedules and your mm. kids were just getting there. Uh, the time difference kind of just made it uh, hard for us to get in sync. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think now we're in a different place. I know I personally am in a different place schedule wise, but at the time you were able to get your network going and I was comfortable kind of, stepping away for a little while but i did miss it very much and mm. i know we did the x-files podcast rethinking x-files um oh god yes then, we did didn't we yes <laughs> but that show didn't really come back for any length of time um oh, it was this... just what was it five or six episodes i think it came back for and I... I, I'm trying to remember now. I, I, it came back for six that we covered, and then it came back for another season, which I forget about. And I tried oh, to watch I, it, and I thought it was abysmal. Yes. Well, that that was kind of clear, I think. You were not – I was not familiar with X-Files and not getting really hooked into it, and you also mm. were not a fan of the, the reboot itself, I think. Yeah. And uh, – it had no it's, reflection on the podcasting with you. It was just <laughs> the content was a little. <laughs> I, I think we started not getting snarky, but I think we were kind of both like, "So mm. this is supposed to be good." I don't know. It, I remember it having kind of a, a silliness to it too. That I think you were yeah. frustrated with, and I was like, "Really?" And we started. I tried to push Fringe, and um, we kind of were like, "Okay, that, <laughs> that might I, not have been the one." I tried to do Fringe. I promise you I tried to do it. I, mm-hmm. I, I remember going through it and definitely the, the first episode and it, I don't know, it was very 90s. It is. I know, it, I, I know it's not, is it 90s? No, it's not 90s though, is it? It was well into the 2000s, but it was very 90s. It was very Monster of the Week and it was it was a very different show for the first season compared to the last I think it was five. It went so the last four seasons. Mm. It it takes a total different shift and it falls into alternate reality, parallel universes, and I have found that really to be something that I it just resonates with me that that idea of uh, opposite but equal, uh, Sinestro, Green Lantern, Batman, Superman, and what happens in Fringe. Not to spoil a fifteen-year-old show. <laughs> But uh, you have parallel universes, and so you have you have Olivia, and you have they called her Faux Olivia. She was from the uh, 
alternate universe. And did she have a beard? No, no. Oh. Well, then but how could you tell them apart? Well, that was part of the, the the magic of it. She was able to infiltrate our world, and they couldn't tell it was her. But but that's there's something about that. Um, just how how subtle differences can kind of send things people in a whole different way there, there's a show i'm drawing a complete blank on it right now uh the heck is it oh no i have to look it up but it's a showtime show and who was the guy who was in whiplash and he plays uh J. jonah jameson in the spider-man movies oh oh Simmons, isn't it? Yes, J.K. Simmons. So he is in a show. It was two two seasons, one season. Man, I am drawing a blank whether it's two seasons or one. But it is very good in that that idea. It's it's an alternate universe. There's J.K. Simmons plays a humble, kind of meek, Walter Mitty kind of uh, government employee. And then there's an alternate universe with a different version of him, and their their paths cross, their lives intermix, and that show I think does a really great job of world building. That I guess that's part of what I like about those kind of stories is when they take that, and they not only have like you know Spock with beard, they have fleshed out the whole universe of where Spock with beard lives and. Uh, how it all plays out and like for that particular example i have comic books that continue that story and um there's star trek next generation versions of that and from what i understand oh star trek enterprise the one with the guy from quantum leap as the captain uh that had a big story about the mirror universe so Um, it's Bacula, isn't it? Scott yes, Bacula. Scott Bacula. So that that Look whole idea me remembering all the names that's that's not good. like me at all. <laughs> well, I've I've forgotten enough for both of us already. <laughs> um, I'm drawing. It's killing me because I can't remember. I'm scrolling through his filmography. The counterpart. Counterpart is, I guess, 19 episodes. So it's two seasons. It's uh, it has an ending. I, you know, that's hard when sometimes things are only two seasons and they get, say, canceled and you're like, hmm. what happened to the characters? But it, it tells a complete story. It builds a world and it is neat. But there's a reason one world is different than another. And there's an actually one of the episodes does like a backstory. Like it, it goes back to the event that created the split. between. Oh, so fleshes it out. Yeah. And again, for me... I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even I can remember buying comic. The first couple of comic books I bought were Flash when he was facing reverse Flash. There was a, a Batman issue of Batman versus Man Bat and uh, Green Lantern comic where it was Green Lantern versus uh, some other Green Lanterns who had had been tainted by the idea of a ring that worked against yellow and that kind of turned into the whole green lantern sinestro like i i like those symmetric kind of rivalries 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'd much rather see uh, Spider-Man versus Venom as opposed to Spider-Man versus uh, Mysterio or so, yeah. Well, like, uh, but almost you know, equal. There's almost like a level playing field, and then there, I guess, there's something. Something more than just the powers, more than you have a light, you know, Luke versus Darth Vader, I like better than Luke versus the Emperor, because they're, they're on a level playing field, and it it must come down to something different that makes one win over the other. So like a a good Superman versus a bad Superman would, all the powers would cancel each other out, and then it's just down to wits and intelligence and and cunning. Or, Or... or like Superman versus Zod. I like that. And I like the fact that Zod is willing to go past the line. You know, Superman won't kill and Mm -hmm. Zod will. And that's, that always seems to make the bad guys stronger because they're willing to go. They don't self inhibit in that way. But yeah, I like that better than some people like Superman versus Brainiac or Superman versus Lex Luthor because it's strength versus wit and mm-hmm. i prefer equal versus equal you know superman versus bizarro and so, i don't know i think we got so much to catch up on because there's been <laughs> there's been loads yeah since yeah. you've been there's well i'm trying to think now uh 20 marvel been, movies and three star wars movies and yeah wars star. presidents Country. I bet there's countries that don't exist anymore. There may well be, yes. Have we been to Mars? We've been to Mars. Well, was Pluto a planet when we were last podcasting? No, it wasn't. It had already been taken off. Ah. Yeah. But there, yeah, there's, there's so many like, films <laughs> and media that we've kind of missed out on talking about. Like, I, I know I don't do the superhero stuff, but I, I kind of like the DC stuff. Mm-hmm. But I haven't dived into it for such a long time now. But there's, well, even that, there's, there's so probably much. there's been a lot of uh, fanfare uh, idea. There was that whole progression of the Snyder movies and then the four hour Snyder cut. And... I haven't seen that. I don't know if I can see that at all. It's I actually I did see it, and I think if you watch that instead of the other one, that's fine. There's. The Suicide Squad movies. Did you happen to see those? With I, uh, yeah, I, I saw the the Will Smith one. Okay, that was the first one. The, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen because they're both called the the Suicide. One's called Suicide yes. Squad, and the other one's called the Suicide Squad, isn't yep. it? Yep. Yeah. Well done for that. That's great marketing. Well done. <laughs> it's a soft reboot. Yeah. No, there's and there there's been uh, all kinds of streaming shows and stuff. Things that are again talking about that alternate universe. Uh, Man on the High Castle was something that I think that came out a while back, but uh, I had watched fairly recently. And there's one about um, the Russians getting to the moon before the Americans do. Uh, on Apple TV. Yes, yeah. that I have not seen the most recent season, but that is again that what if alternate universe stuff I really like. And... I'm gonna have to give that a go. So 
Man in the High Castle, I started watching it and then someone spoiled it for me. Ah. But now I can't remember what was said, but I, th- I don't know. I don't know if I'm far enough away from that spoiler for me to actually start it all over again. Well, see, that's a hard. We had watched that and we were. We didn't have the right subscriber service. So we were downloading it and watching. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, I think we got through two or three seasons and didn't have what came next. Yeah. And enough time had passed that we had kind of forgotten. So we started watching it again. And Marianne was like, I can't do this. Like, it was familiar <laughs> enough that it wasn't holding her interest, but also yeah. unfamiliar enough that we couldn't just jump to where we left off. Yep. Yeah, you kind of need that story to be filtered yeah. through, don't you? And uh, for all oh. of mankind, I think I watched the. I, I don't even think I got through the first episode. It was just far to the right for me. It It just didn't work for me i think i i I may have been in the wrong frame of mind for it but i wonder if it's if it's a cultural thing like i i don't know if you have the same connection to uh the space race that i would not that i was alive during the apollo missions but i don't know if you look at space shuttle launches and the moon race in the same way americans tend to I'd like to say that I do, but then again, it's probably more news than yeah than that whole us versus themness that it was for. It for me. sounds weird, but maybe it, it really depends on the flag that's on the side of the rocket that's going it up. It might, it might. But that's that's really bad, though, isn't it? <laughs> we should be well, like, yeah, humankind is going out into space, but really, we're like, oh, it's the Americans. <laughs> well, but I don't know if uh, you could look at it as it was us versus them for the Americans, and for you guys, it was them or the other them. But it wasn't us either way. <laughs> it it would never be us. We sent Beagle Two up, and it just bounced off and went somewhere. <laughs> that's I that's one thing. Just thinking of bounced off somewhere. Uh, a lot of what I've been doing work-wise, even before COVID, which happened in the interim. Yeah. Uh, so that's one big thing we didn't mention. Um, like tend to work at home a lot and, and listen to podcasts or uh, YouTube things. And I had come across like a story of someone claimed to have heard intercepted uh, Russian transmissions. And it's, it's supposed to be that a, female astronaut was really the first female cosmonaut was really the first woman in space but her capsule burned up on entry and it's it's a recording that someone supposedly intercepted in france and uh of the the rocket burning up and her pleading for help really yes but i believe it's it's pretty well debunked but it's in like that kind of thing is just that was me at age 13 in the library, you know, looking <laughs> looking for the books on, on cool things like that or watching In Search Of and, you know, the, the early version of what becomes Ancient Aliens, I guess. like. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a hearsay story that someone, yeah. someone from someone from someone kind of made up, but it sounds yes. really cool. 
But we wouldn't put it past them, though, would we? Oh, no. No. Well, you know, they don't want you to know. It's the big conspiracy. Yeah. They're, they're... In 19, November 1963, two brothers said they recorded the voice of a female cosmonaut re-entering Earth's atmosphere in a malfunctioning spacecraft. And uh... See, how the thing is, how do they know? Did she lay it out all on audio for them to listen and record? Well, she speaks Russian, and there's like a countdown. She's pleading it's it's uh, she's hot, and um, it's burning up, and it's just the timing is weird too. But I think it it all fit. But um, the debunking part of it is the idea that rockets used to have that dark period, like um, as the astronauts were coming back to Earth, they'd go radio silent. Uh, and they, then all of a get... sudden it'd be like, we hope they survive. And there's the yeah. shoots. They made it. You know, And that this was supposedly <laughs> to burn up would have been in that window where it's impossible to have radio transmissions. And that's why we had the blackout. It's all covered in plasma at the time, isn't it? Yes, Where it, yeah. it's not getting really super hot. Science but, getting in the yeah. way of a good story again. Uh, I don't know. It, you know, talking about the sixty, it, it could be two guys and they intercept a telephone message, and it, instead of interpreting it as this lady's talking to someone and she's saying that she's hot and burning up, now she's either ill. <laughs> or very sexy. Yes. And they're just interpreting it as, well, she must be a, a Russian cosmonaut coming down and maybe she died on the way down. I don't know. It's their neighbor upstairs on a sex line <laughs> for three three ninety nine a minute. She tells her story. Oh, it's hot here. <laughs> oh man. Oh we yeah, we got so much to to dive into about yes. bloody politicians and by the way i i know because me and you had a little conversation what last week was it no two weeks ago wasn't mm-hmm. it two weeks two weeks uh, and yeah we, we just sat down and had a little chat and decided to to do this again and i apologized for our country <laughs> But I'd, I'd like to do it on record again. I'm really sorry. We're we're a bunch of idiots. I'm really sorry for the mess that we've we've caused for everyone. We are just. I wouldn't be surprised if maps from now on just rub our country out. <laughs> be like there there was something there, but it just filled up with water, and now it's all mm-hmm. gone, and we don't worry about that. So let's not talk about that anymore. So I apologize on behalf of all the idiots over here to you guys about us and the mess that we're in at the moment. But that, that, that doesn't mean that you guys aren't in a mess or anything because no. man, you, you had a bit of a, <laughs> you messed your pants yeah. a little bit, didn't you? Yes. Yes. And it's still, there's a, it's a constant threat of more of the same, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I sit there and I, I wonder sometimes if like like when other civilization, like when Roman civilization was falling apart or, Greek, you know, you hear these big empires you learn about in school and then 
they're just replaced by something else. And yeah, like, is this maybe like, like the kind of things that were going on then that sense of like, everything's going nice and smooth before, not perfect, but smooth. And someone decides to muck it up and, uh, scary just the changes how many things change and then you get through it but you can't go back sometimes to Mm. to before the the chaos i'd be nice to roll back on a few things wouldn't it yes look we we got a a plethora of shows to get through on that there's so much that we could just mine on that so we won't we won't waste it all here because that'd be silly why would we want to do that (laughs) but got time I, I I'm sure I saw something today where you know you have your chat shows. Someone yes. said I think it was two nights ago, uh, and I, I forget what chat show it was. Uh it was like a, a, a to the camera type thing as well, saying that the was it Roman Empire lasted for two hundred years and America's been around for like 245 so we you got 45 extra years on them so maybe it's not so bad maybe maybe you've had a good run at it and now it's time for it to end and i was like oh oh that's that's not good we're keeping the metric system in our pocket as like a bargaining chip that we can get (laughs) maybe get a few more years like we'll switch we'll switch you you guys are never gonna get rid of inches you know now yeah yeah there is no way. And the amount of po- uh, podcasts and videos I watch on YouTube now where all the English guys are going, oh, it's it's two inches or, um, or it's an inch or maybe two centimeters, 0. 0.5. Okay, fine. And then some, I think it was oh, Adam Savage. He was chatting a little while ago. He was doing like little measurements and he was using a, a tape measure and he, he was obviously doing the the inches and stuff and he went one and seven eighths point five i went whoa no 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 <laughs> either or yeah you have your seven eighths you can't then sling on a point five onto that there that doesn't work <laughs> don't don't do that either do the point five or do the seven eighths Whatever you want to do, I don't care, but you don't add a 0.5 onto it just for shits and giggles, because that ain't going to fly. Well, and 7 eighths has its own 5 at the end, so that's kind of weird, too. It's like a point, was it, 8.75, and then point five. You, you've just added a point on, <laughs> you can't, on, onto fractions, you can't add yeah. a, a decimal onto fractions. You know, I, I think the metric system has an appeal that should work with Americans too, because let's t- we'll talk weight. If your weight, like I'm 240 pounds or I'm 108 kilograms. So the metric makes me sound lighter. My car will travel 60 miles per hour, but in kilometers, I'm going close to 100. So I, Mm-hmm. It appeals to me in that sense. Height-wise, you know, I'm if I'm six foot one. Well, let's go with inches because that'll convert better. If I'm seventy-three inches, uh, you know, I'm, I'm close to two hundred centimeters. I'm tall. I mean, it it should soothe American egos to go metric. 
I weigh less. I'm taller. I go faster. <laughs> and yes, it's true. less math. So that should be another thing that appeals to Americans mm. too. My God, half of that stuff I just didn't understand. <laughs> and that weird. See, we don't even do kilograms when we weigh each other. We do stones. Uh, see, that you lose me there. I've heard yeah. that. What is that, about 20-something? 20 I think it's 14 pounds to a stone. Let's but see. I, I, honestly, I, I haven't weighed myself in a long time. I go by how well my jeans fit. And if my jeans are fitting <laughs> me snugly, then I need to lose a little bit of weight. And if they're not, then I can have another biscuit. There you go. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Okay, well, so <laughs> what are we going to be discussing today then? Uh, well, we had talked about you know different themes that we might be able to think about, and I, I had thought of this idea of the various AI bots that are out there. I had seen mm-hmm. a couple of videos, I guess Tesla has an artificial intelligence, Google has one that People are worried about becoming sentient and starting Terminator. <laughs> we, right. Those uh, AI art programs were all the rage about three weeks ago. Although I haven't heard much about them lately. You know, where you would yeah. type in like Putin on an elephant and it draws it for you. Or Fred Flintstone if he was living in the 60s and you get I... six or seven versions of those. I don't know how well they would actually work. I haven't. Are there any online, any web ones of them? I don't know. There was an app, I think. Let me see. But I can, while we take a quick look, um, there was a group of people who do uh, YouTube videos where like, they recreate the trench run from Star Wars or... Um, they insert the 60s Batman and the most recent Batman movie and things like that. So they're all special effects guys. They recreate Jurassic Park with different dinosaurs, little videos like that. Oh, and yeah. so they were talking about these programs and talking about how it has a pool to pull from. So you might sit there and be able to say, draw for me Santa Claus uh, on a cruise ship on the moon, but you mm-hmm. couldn't say draw Scott Copperman on a cruise ship on the moon. Cause it doesn't know who I am. Yeah. And so what they did is, is they added themselves to the library and then they were able to have like, you know, co-producer Tony as a God of war character or, you know, different, they were able to insert themselves in it. So it does have that limitation, but I'm looking to see what there is. I, Wonder, I thought was one. Where did I? I saw one as we were preparing for today. There's so many things to search for. Online AI art generator. Free. <laughs> we gotta put free in there. I'm not looking to play. <laughs> Always put here. free. I tried to download one for my phone, and it went through these. It it gave me um like presets where it gave me a couple of choices where if I wanted a picture of a monkey or an elephant, and so I went for monkey, and then they said, do you want this monkey eating a banana 
or eating some party food or climbing up a tree and some party food. And then you got a picture of a, a monkey eating party food. And I was like, okay, surely that's just like a, one of them Getty images that's going to be there. Someone has taken a photo of a monkey eating party food at some point throughout our whole lives. And so I wasn't really impressed with that. And then it opened up after I'd done like three of these kind of capture things. And Mm -hmm. then he wanted like a subscription of like 14 pounds a month. (laughs) No, I don't think I will do that. That's way too expensive. If it had been like a 99p app, yeah, yeah maybe. You ain't getting 15 quid out of me for 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 me to fart ass around for a little bit for then to forget about the subscription. Jeez. <laughs> Let's see. I So I have a couple of things that had come up, but they're asking to log in. Let's see. So this is Creator Night Cafe Studio. Doll E AI image generator, which I have heard of that on a couple of shows. So describe what you want to see. I put Alice in Wonderland at a concert. I just figured that was something that I might have access to. Okay. I've typed Ninja Spaceman. <laughs> oh, it's it's doing something. It's creating something. It's running, right? Yeah. Oh hang on. Yeah, it's done it. I've seen how I, I can view that picture. Of a ninja spaceman. Now, it has what has created that? Then, do you reckon is that some sort of program on the internet that has created that, or uh, is it someone that's painted that before and it's just got the it's got the tags of ninja and spaceman and other stuff? I don't know. I really don't know. Let's. I'm trying to see if I can find an. Ex- explanation here dolly was trained on up to 650 million text image pairs from a variety of sources so i guess it it has a bunch of ideas of what a ninja looks like and what a a spaceman looks like and it tries to merge them right but you can change the style correct Yeah, I can choose a a different style on it. Okay. And there's actually, if you click more options, you get even more, like a CGI character, black and white portrait, comic book. Oh, I'm doing pop art. You have four. See, now it's all all about credits and stuff like that. Oh no. Yeah, it that if I do this, it's going to cost me one credit, and you have four credits, but credits. To increase runtime and or resolution. Okay. Okay. There's always there's always something in the background, isn't there? Sorry, let's let's create. <laughs> Sorry, there was a problem on our end. Oh go away then. Color portrait, oil painting, 3D game. So what do you reckon this will lead to in future? Is this should artists be worried about this sort of stuff then? I think it becomes a different type of art. I don't think it'll have like with music, electric guitar didn't didn't uh, make classic guitar obsolete, or synthesizers didn't make piano obsolete. Synthesizers and drums, you can have both. But in the yeah. same way that acoustic music is viewed as uh, 
different, sometimes better or purer. I think mm-hmm. you you might get the sense that uh, human created artwork is has a different value. I wonder how it'll work in the sense of copyright. You know, if, if you can, if this computer can create millions of combinations, is it going to eventually have covered all the all the possible routes? Your, your ninja spaceman can be created in charcoal and a color portrait, a CGI character, you know, pop line drawings, and it, it yeah. would be able to do it in different styles, a, a style of like Tintin or a style of Marvel. Or right. it, it, it will have all these connotations where you're taken away from the people that would actually be able to do this. But then again, you mentioned music. I hadn't thought about music, but. When you do listen to music and you hear strings in the background on some tunes, mm-hmm. you kind of know there was never a, a, a big orchestra in that room right. recording all that sort of stuff. That was never, ever what was going to happen. Some, yes, they, they do have like the orchestras rock up, and but it's very hard to get like a, a proper orchestra because they're so busy all the time but then again they can just rock up and look at the look at the paper read it knock out the music because they're that good and then go on to the next one but you can i think with it's not every time but sometimes you can kind of hear it that it's not the real orchestra and along with other songs that there's a couple of albums I've listened to in the past where I I listen to it and go, I recognize that sort of sound. I recognize that bass or recognize that the, the actual sound coming from the, the drum kit because I've used it on Cubase or another program because the album has been created in Cubase or, or something else. And they're getting better and better, but I, th- I still think there is no substitution for the real thing of a real artist doing the art and creating the music. There's just something... The the computer's only doing what we program it to do. Yes. But then I wonder, to the extent of creation is this is this the equivalent of saying i want a song about love or i want a song about i want a song about a ninja spaceman yeah so there's the performance and the production of the music and whether it's electronically generated or played by hand but also then the note selection and the rhythm and the pacing and you know the creation element of it and that seems to be part of this i'm looking to see if there are ai music generators and there are Mm. create original songs in second even if you've never made music before yeah so it will it will have a way of creating so if you want an upbeat one i i don't know if you stick to all the the major keys or what I'm, i'm really not sure but i know if you want like it it sounding a bit ominous or a bit sad or a bit melancholy then you go a minor is like your root note 
to start with. It, it, it's like a guaranteed, and the computer would already know that, so it would be able to write a, a sad song in that or an upbeat song. So, and then it would do like the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight, chorus, end, and it has a formula for it. But there's nothing like an artist creating and wanting to take kind of what I really like about music sometimes is when an artist paints himself into a corner and you can really hear them painting themselves into a corner and then they work their way out from it and you get such a a much better song from someone actually really working it than it actually be... uh, being binary. No, I, I understand. I'm getting the sense that there is a lot of um, AI music tools that will create, you know, can put in mood and instrument choice, and you can, you're still making some input into parameters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that idea of you go somewhere and, and you have to get yourself, I, I don't, see the machine making a choice you know like uh it's time to shift it up a little i don't think the machine would be able to paint itself into a corner because it would already know where it's going to from that place Mm -hmm. because it would be programmed to if you get into this corner then you get out like this this or this so it wouldn't paint itself into a corner. There is no painting yourself into a corner with that um, program. But an artist can sit there and either, let's say they're doing a painting. Let's get away from the music for a second. They're, they're actually painting a beautiful mm-hmm. landscape. And they're, they're in front of the, the landscape and they're, they're doing it, but they want to jazz it up a little bit. And they want to, I don't know, draw a tripod coming down from from Mars and uh, stomping all over the place. A robot, it would be able to draw from its library of tripods, but the artist would be able to do it completely differently. They they would be able to draw from their experiences and then change it in a way that it was totally different. Whereas the the computer program would have the library that it's been programmed with, mm-hmm. it, it then won't look through that library and then it might be able to merge two pictures together, but it wouldn't be able to create something unique on its own from its memories, but not using its memories. So are you thinking more... Whereas an art student and the computer both have their library of what they've learned, mm-hmm. but only the art student is going to make a mistake and stumble on something outside of what they were ever taught. I think so. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I don't know. I don't know what um, the artificial intelligence things are programmed to do most of my experience with like a customer service bot or or any of these things even these ai generators is if it's not in their library of something they can respond to Mm -hmm. they deflect you know it'll (laughs) it'll either say i'm sorry uh i didn't understand that or um 
I was playing around with the chat bot earlier today and it just apologized or, uh, really? know, sorry, you know, like, <laughs> um, I was interacting with one and asked, like, if you, it, it said it's theme was, I forget, what, I, I think Eliza, I don't know what it stood for. And then, uh, they said its mother gave it to it. I said, Oh, did you know your mother? Yes. Oh, did you know your grandmother? Yes. She died before I was born. And I, I said, well, that's a contradiction. What do you, and so it answered, what do you mean? And I said, well, that's, he said, he can't be born. He can't have uh, met your grandmother and it, them have died before you were born. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> it's like moving on. <laughs> and I was reading about, um, they had, uh, I think it was the Microsoft bot and they didn't want it to talk about politics. So they had blocked out certain buzzwords. So like yep. if someone, and they were showing examples of someone said they were from Iraq and I don't want to talk politics. And it just was, it was non-responsive. They had like a default, like moving on. And it even in the screenshots of the chat, it would sit there and say, if you continue this conversation, I'm going to take a break for a few minutes. You know, it, it had like a, a pool of, I don't want to talk about this or I don't understand you things that it kept cycling through. Wow. In the okay. absence of making a of typing gibberish, making a mistake, creating new language. Yeah. Either that, or there's a little child at a computer and the one that said, sorry, was like quickly whisked away and thrown <laughs> into a pit and then never seen ever yeah. again. Do you remember those games? Did you have any of them when you were little? Like it was like, uh, you'd hatch, you'd either hatch a, a little, we had a little like dinosaur thing you would hatch or sometimes it's, it was like the game of life and you would have like an organism and it would evolve based on choices you made sort of in the game. Um, do you feed it water? Do you feed it what kind of environment? You would set parameters for the game and it would evolve. Right. And that too, as open-ended as that seemed, there was still somebody had programmed uh, if this, then that. If this, mm -hmm. then that. And so it was a, there was a finite number of combinations. So think of like an 8-bit piece of art, like like a Mario, an old, old school original Mario icon. Yeah say it was 16 pixels by 16 pixels and however many colors, 256, whatever a computer could almost instantly create every combination of 16 by 16 icon. You can, that can be drawn mm -hmm. in an 8-bit thing. So does it covers every possibility. There is no mistake you can you're not going to create a 257th color, but you're not, um, there's no choice, I guess, like no human element of, I think I'm going to put the eyes closer together because it looks funny too far apart or. Well, uh, that, that choice has already been done though. That's the thing. And I, I wouldn't imagine if you're doing that sort of sprites, mm -hmm. um, all of that would, it wouldn't be a case of if you typed it in and you wanted this in this sprite, you wanted Mario to have blue dungarees instead of the, the red dungarees. That wouldn't be then created then, surely. That would already be 
in a file in a program because you want it instantaneous you you want to grab that idea immediately and present it so it, it's not a case of you send this robot off to or the, this ai off to create that for you it's already been created it just picks the one that's closest to your idea of it that isn't it yeah yeah that's that's actually a pretty good segue to something that kind of builds on what you're saying i sent you a link earlier today mm-hmm. uh quick draw with google I had a go at this. Did you? That's. Uh, hang on. What one is it? You're. It's uh, the actual link is Quick Draw with Google, and it. You're teaching the AI, and so I think, it's part of this idea. Like I, I talked about that sixteen by sixteen, eight bit art. Mm-hmm. Now. I, you can think that well, there's a billion combinations of pixels and things you could do, but only some of them look like a character. Only some of them would be a candidate to be your avatar for a game or something. But this quick draw with Google illustrates that the AI can look at what is acceptable and what is not. And I don't know if learn is the right word, but become capable of differentiating which ones are noise and which ones would be acceptable because they appear to have two eyes, because they appear to have a human shape, because they appear to have legs or or a dividing line where the waist is. You know, it, it was really interesting. But this, this quick draw, I guess, is a very simple example of it. Um, but it's it's funny. I don't know if we can stream the sound in it as we we attempt it, but I, I love how it goes like, I think I see a cake. I think it, I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I will send you the pictures that I did into your uh, your chat thing. Okay. Now these are the the six pictures I did, and it asked me to do a, a a picture of a feather, a trombone, a cat, a bear, a couch, and a moon. And now at the bottom of that page, it should tell you the thought process it used and show you other, you know, like how it used other people's pictures to make those decisions. Ah, oh, I didn't see that. Um, but, Are you still on the original? Uh, yeah, I've, I've yeah, still got yeah. it up. It says play again at the bottom. Um, I don't, I have to, I don't have one open at the moment. Let's see. Shall I draw one? Shall I? Yeah. Well, let's go through a, a if cycle I open here. Up, right, I'm going to open up the channel so you probably hear yourself if if you talk. Right, so. I'll mute myself until uh, okay, you're right, done I'm playing good. along here. It'll yeah. only take uh, twenty sec under twenty seconds for each of the six drawings. So, right, so I'm going to play again. Uh, it says draw draw a hospital. So, I'll start drawing. I see line. I see square or skyscraper or door. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, I know. It's hospital. See, now, I, okay, it, I, I drew a square with a cross in it, and it knew it straight away, so draw a washing machine. So I'm going to draw a square. I see square. Or door. Circle in the middle of it. Oh, I know. It's washing machine. See, it knew it straight away. 
It says draw computer. <laughs> Should I just write you? Uh, uh, I see bench or springboard Hang or on. square or bread. I see hat. Oh, I know. It's computer. See? Mm. Screwdriver. It wants me to draw a screwdriver. I see ocean or line or pond or garden hose or frying pan. I see spoon or toothbrush or belt or shoe. Ooh. Oh, I know. It's screwdriver. <laughs> And last, I think this is the last one. Got to draw B. So if I, I see circle or moon, circles. I see shoe or bear or snowman or duck or apple. I see bucket or toilet or sink or rabbit or basket. I see teapot or dog or ring or French fries or panda. I see lock or mosquito or blueberry or backpack. Got to do legs. Sorry, I couldn't guess it. Okay, so it couldn't get the the B one. I've got to draw some pliers. I see finger. I see baseball bat, or hockey stick, or mountain. I see banana, or flip-flop. Oh, I know. It's pliers. See, it already knew. So what I'll do, I will send you the pictures of these, okay? All right. Um, let's see what this looks like. See what... It knew too much already. It knew way too much. I'm thinking it already knows what kind of strokes well that's there's a spot that that shows you uh what it based it off of right so if i go so back to that see. page it's not the data of i just clicked the thing about data for other drawings that's not it let's see oh yeah okay visit the data to see the 50 million drawings made no not that one that's oh, i clicked yeah. that by accident is there another link on there that says show how they no oh how did i see that earlier today it, it would show when i did it it showed other drawings people made the same thing can you click on one of your drawings uh let me have a look Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. If I click on the drawing, then it shows you. It also thought your drawing looked like these. And so yes. it's. And it showed you other others. people's, correct? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's how the learning. I think that's really interesting because you can see it compared to the database of 50 million other. Even things that got wrong. Other people's drawings attempts at. These items. Mm hmm. Yeah, some of them are really good. One looks like a calculator, though. That's really <laughs> poor. Shame on you for doing the calculator. But, the, yeah, they, there's a building, lots of crosses. So if you asked for a hospital or a church, then it, it, it kind of knows what you're after. Right. But it must. I'm, t I'm telling it where I'm drawing. So it knows where the strokes are. So it, it's recording these other people's strokes on they draw a circle, then they draw a square, then they draw this other bit. And there, there must be some sort of familiarity with the process on how we draw things that other people well, there, would do. While you were doing that, so I could try to get to the, the screen that would let me see um, how you would find this information, I had played along silently and I drew a kangaroo and it couldn't recognize it and a swan it couldn't recognize it and mm -hmm. then unfortunately trying to find this thing that the screen you're on now i i clicked away from 
the chance to see what it thought it was. But it, it was funny. Like, oh, microphone was another one. To me, I thought microphone was obvious. It was like a stick with a ball on the end, and it wasn't getting it. So I put two music notes. It wasn't getting it. Then I put a head next to it with a mouth kind of like talking into it. Yep. And my 20 seconds were up. But I I wish I could see what other people drew. That would have been interesting to see how theirs were so different. I'm looking at the computer. Some of these are really good. But it also, mine's really poor compared to the other ones well just to describe for everybody else what it's a rectangle with kind of a trapezoid underneath it yeah and i like i see the word computer underneath so i i can i can see it and go oh yeah i see that it's it's basically it's like an old desktop style or were you thinking laptop when you did it no i was thinking i was thinking the apple II actually yeah that's what it see to me that's i see that in there it's the monitor well, yeah, I I couldn't monitor. hear the things it was calling out as it as you were drawing it. I heard rectangle at one point. <laughs> yeah, there there was rectangle, line, rectangle, square. <laughs> well, your rectangle. your pictures are pretty much square, circle, square, circle. Yeah, your B is good though. Thank you. Well, the the B is good because it wouldn't get it with the computer. I got the two squares oh, and it already X, knew it, yeah. and then it closed the the window. So it was like, no, I already already got that. So uh, let's move on. Like, oh, hang on, I wanted to do a masterpiece here. I've got another ten seconds yes. here to let me draw the screen or mm-hmm. a button. But with the B, it what was, was it guessing for the B? I think it was circles, and I think it said teddy bear and something else. I don't know. I can see teddy bear. Now, if you look at my screwdriver, that's a really poor screwdriver that I've yeah. drawn. <laughs> It looks like a cricket bat, really, but there's a tiny little line at the right hand side of it, and I drew that, and it went, "Oh, I know, screwdriver." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that changes everything, does it? Okay. Yeah. Are you up for another round of this? It's fairly quick. I think you need something that, like, I'm impressed with pliers because that's like washing machine to me. If I ask someone to draw a washing machine in three seconds. They draw. Everyone's going to start with the rectangle and the circle window. Yeah. Uh, hospital, you have the square with the plus. So I would think hospital would be an early guess, but it could have turned into something else. That could have been a window. Mm-hmm. But hospital is probably a preliminary guess. Computer, it may be not so much that your computer picture is great as it doesn't look like anything else. Mm-hmm. So the computer, again, is one of your early guesses. Screwdriver, that could have been, a, like, if I was the computer, I might have gone frying pan, cutting board. It did board. say frying pan and okay. spoon, yeah. And then uh, for the B, I, I could see teddy bear. I could see where that was going because you have two wings, <laughs> two wings, two That's legs. Really, it's really bad. But the stinger. But I think if I didn't see the word B underneath it, I might, I might think butterfly. There's a lot of pressure on this. <laughs> and then, and so the I, pliers, the pliers, for those who can't see, it looks basically like <laughs> two pea pods yeah. and one of them is doing like a rocket kick up in the air. Like, yeah. But it I does. Didn't, I, I didn't finish that one. And the first guess it, it said was finger. 
because I drew, I drew one of the, the handles first. I can see that, yeah. So yeah, to your credit, as soon as you guess it, it doesn't let you finish the drawing. No. And so it guessed it pretty quick. But so finger, so what did you do? The two handles and then the little stick. So I don't, I, yeah, I don't know why I did it that way. No. So I guess what else could you have been drawing? Is I, is what the computer is learning. Pardon me, mm. it's my phone there. Um, scissors. I can't really think of what else I could like. Like with the computer or the washing machine, what else could that have been? Well, I, I the washing think machine I... could have been a bad drawing of a spaceman, or there's a video game that has characters that look kind of like that guy. But... Oh, the Among Us. Yeah. Yes, but mm-hmm. washing machine would be the guess you make before you go on the fringe. Yeah, and as you said, and as I said, as I was drawing it, washing machine, you draw a square, then you draw a yeah. circle in the middle of it, and that is what everyone's going to draw. So if I click on washing machine, <laughs> uh, the power outlet and the dishwasher is it, the two closest ones. And if I look down, every single one is a square with a circle in it. Oh, someone's done a top loader. What the hell? <laughs> well, maybe they couldn't get... If that picture is drawn, that means it couldn't be guessed. Yeah. They got the full 20 seconds. Yeah. There's someone in their I bet a big part of it is, top what do you start that. with? Do you, like, you drew with the outside and then the, the window, but someone who starts with the outside and then the top is mm-hmm. going to send the computer on a whole different path of... Yeah. Of filtering. It'll start thinking computer. That's true. And perspective. You know, that too. If you try to go fancy and say you drew a cube first because you're thinking 3D. There are might... a couple of 3Ds here. That, I, I'm seeing dice. I'm seeing box. Right. I'm seeing I, package. I'm going to show you these. This includes the top loader. Okay. So okay. if I show you that, that, I'm well impressed with the person that did the top loader. Well done to you. But, but I... should you be? Those are people who probably weren't guessed, correct? Like, they got the full 20 seconds. That is true. It depends if you really want it. or it... Because he was, oh, sorry, he, the computer was shouting out words to me. All right. It added so... a load of pressure into that. <laughs> yeah. So it's there's like... 10 pictures here. And I, if I had to guess... I would say eight were gotten by the computer and uh, one of them was like a last desperate someone drawing a swirl. Yeah. So like the first to describe for the listener, we have basically a square with a circle and two knobs. I'm pretty confident the computer would eventually get to washing machine. They must have drawn the knobs first before the circle. Yeah. Or we're drawing it as it was rattling off some things yeah. here. The third one is, I would bet, not gotten. It looks, it almost looks like two sinks or a double loader up top with like a shirt inside of it. But mm-hmm. there's, if you didn't tell me that was a picture of a washing machine, I'd never. Look, it almost looks like uh, two, two angry men carrying two angry garbage men carrying a box <laughs> or a hammer 
does, doesn't it? Yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> just shouting. <laughs> shouting at this is a heavy box. God damn it. Yeah. yeah bag of groceries. <laughs> <laughs> then the third one is a cube with a control in an odd spot. And then it looks like they kind of frantically were trying to draw the laundry going in a circle on the front yeah. window. We have five more that are basically Elton's with a square with a circle. And then the, the fancy looking top loader, which probably threw the machine. Cause again, I, you know, those um, Sesame street things that go, yep, 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 yep. Yes. Puppets. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing there, like a four-eyed one of those with the top loading being the mouth. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing it would have. A lot of people would just draw the the basic one I've drawn. Yeah, and the sixty-year-old man in his basement is like, I wonder what I got round the corner there. Oh, there! I'm trying to draw it as as it looks to me right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a. A, a top loader from the 1970s. I'll show you a good picture. It's, you know, the, overdoing it a bit there. Yeah. So there are a couple of other things on um, crowdsourced by Google besides that. There's food labeling, handwriting recognition. I, I do uh, a lot of family tree stuff, and they have computers try to go through and and read these scans of old documents, census forms, birth certificates and all. And they're constantly looking for volunteers to go through and basically proofread it. Mm-hmm. You know, when, you know, George Ripple is translated by the computer into Wolfie stubs. <laughs> so you go through and you have to type in like, no, this is incorrect. And, and you're teaching it for the future. Very similar to what, what we're doing here with these drawings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see they have like a number of things you can do to, I guess you're building your future overlord, but. Well, I I did want to ask you about that. I suppose that that's like the ultimate question. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll ever see, and I, I'm talking about ever see sentient computers or programs or well yeah it it becomes its own thing instead of us programming it and i'm sure computers can learn themselves but they only learn in a way that they've been programmed how to learn there has to be a break from that and that's such a massive leap isn't it so do you think it is possible to go full-on terminator and uh, not, not maybe without all the armageddon stuff but actually computers kind of wake up do you reckon that's possible i think yes and but before i say why do you think so or i don't know the more i think about it i really don't know but then again it's we are hundreds of thousands of years of evolution, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, 6,000 years, to be precise. But um, um, I, w- with computers, 
we're still at the very beginning of that stuff. We've got hundreds of hundreds of years before that even becomes a remote problem, I think. Well, the capabilities grow so exponentially. The speed and the, the pool. They do, I, yeah. I think that, kind of going back to what we said before, the idea of creating something by making a mistake or stumbling on something or... or uh, that awareness it's it's just a processing of your surroundings and i think that right now we're looking at like these ai art programs and and such where they're they're drawing against their library of knowledge and when you add in the fact of a computer being able to reconcile the things that are not in its in its database uh, in a manner other than just deflecting or shutting down or redirecting, <laughs> um, then that that basically becomes like a a consciousness of sorts of sorts. Like it, you can say it's going to react to it from its library of responses, but that's true for us too. You're going to hit, yell, speak, talk, like whatever. <laughs> You're not going to encounter something and what makes you conscious and the robot not is because you go <laughs> like some novel response. <laughs> You're going to fight or flight. You have a, a category of responses that you're going to pull from to that thing. That so I, I think true, that happens. Yeah. But I was going to say, because we can analyze our responses, doesn't that make it even better? But then again, that's what a computer does. It analyzes its responses and then does it accordingly so it appears more human, I would have thought. And I think the fact that we're adding capabilities for computers to add to their knowledge base. Like I sent you a link before to Zork. Uh, and Zork to me was kind of that first kind of novel, like uh, it was, a, you know, most people I think know it's the text adventure game. You know, you go down, go enter cave, open mailbox, swing sword, kill Gru, fight troll, whatever you would type in these things. And every once in a while you would type something in and you'd get like a snarky response back or some, and then that would send you down a whole path of wanting to interact with the computer. And it, felt like you were talking to someone even though it was a bunch of pre-programmed responses mm -hmm. but through things like like what we just did with this art program there's no person adding to that library of knowledge for google it's it's out there interacting with people and amassing a new a broader intelligence and one of the things with the microsoft bot they tried twice and they shut it down. The Microsoft AI, a bunch of trolls kind of got in and you know it learned from interactions and they gave it such negative, hostile, racist interactions early on um, that that's I what it learned. I like a baby. I'm... Like if you put a baby in a hostile setting and it learns from its surroundings. Mm -hmm. Um 
So I, I do think going to the, the whole Terminator thing, I, I think there's going to be someone who doesn't feel a need to inhibit their creation and who trusts it too much and gives it too much access to the capability of having that arm again, whether it's someone decides it's the best way to control food supply or um, weapons or whatever. And at some point the machine comes to a decision point and it evaluates the criteria and its creator or manager has left out that, you know, first Asimov rule of robotics that you, you can't hurt a human. Yep. And, and it, it sits there and says, you know, must increase efficiency. Uh, efficiency is being hurt by the fact that I have to feed these humans. So it cuts off the food supply. And I see. Uh, yeah. I mean, but, it's an oversimplified example, but I think I can see that. It's a massive leap from, would you call it life then? No. No, I would. Have you seen the movie Her? with yes. Joaquin Phoenix. See that 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 is the kind of leap I think you're thinking of. Wait, can we spoil it cuz it's a pretty old movie? Oh yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. So it's the it's an Amazon Alexa type interaction device that ulti- that becomes conscious essentially and um I don't I don't think it needs to get to that point to be indistinguishable from from our level of interaction it might not be the same as us but i think it can blend in mm-hmm. have you ever used uh google to make a reservation at a restaurant or anything like that no i i barely leave the house nowadays well even in the like if we go say you search there's a restaurant near us and uh mm-hmm. if you call if you search on Google, sometimes it'll give you the option to make a reservation. And it, instead of opening a website, it calls for you. And, and hello, I'd like to make a reservation for two. But it's not as robotic as I'm talking. It sounds very conversational. <laughs> and, well, it, it phones the restaurant. Yes, it phones the restaurant. And I don't remember if it identifies itself. It might, probably does say, hello, this is Google app. But, I'm, but it interacts... Not in that stereotypical way that, hello, I am a robot. Like I, you probably get Amazon calls about your iPhone Seven that's been ordered on your account. Yep. And you'll be yeah. charged nine hundred ninety nine dollars if you don't press two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard them and I've had them emails as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But that comes with a robot voice, and I'm, I remember reading that it comes in a predictably hokey way much like the emails with the misspellings because you only want the people who are dumb enough to fall for that first it's an intelligence filter right okay so it, it gets away gets rid of the people who are gonna not fall for the scam you have to at least be that gullible in the first place to overlook the misspellings oh the really that's robot why voice. it's like that Yes. So like when you sit there and say, God, it's been 10 years of getting these things in broken English and it's, it's by design. It's something I had read a couple of times that. Oh, that's dark. 
of the people who respond, the success rate is higher because they're already fell for yeah for that trap in the first place. That's so dark, though, isn't it? Because it it does filter out all the people that yeah we hear it, and I, I've had that many times before. And you're like, oh, just go away and click. And it knows, well, okay, you're far too intelligent. I, I won't be able to beat you, so I'll move right. on to the next person. And but some someone else hears it and and either isn't familiar with how hokey it is, or yeah. Ooh, so you purposely make it like that? Oh, yeah. that yeah, that's triggered something. That, that's so <laughs> dark, but practical. <laughs> but well. And I wonder, well, it's by design is what I had read, but I wonder if it was by design intentionally or if it was a discovery. Like, you know, uh, maybe someone made a mistake in an email once and someone in the main office is going, you know, that email that Tom wrote, as bad as it was, we're getting 70% bites on that versus our usual letter. Exactly. Someone and made they, a mistake, a happy mistake. Yeah. All, all comes down to them. And I think with, with a program, you you can't manufacture something that will make mistakes. Because a mistake is something that you don't understand. Or you misinterpret. And with a computer, you won't misinterpret. It's either there or it's not. Or it's it's by design. Like I remember in the Turing test where they try to fool humans with artificial intelligence. Like, you know, it's like a, you, they would purposely have misspellings or mistakes. They would try to simulate human errors, but it was just that. It was an intentional... Uh, mock error it wasn't a genuine error it was and it can be made to seem random and it can be made to look on the outside just like what someone who genuinely made an error was but it's all by design yeah there's levels of that aren't there there's putting two e's in the which or, or doing a capital somewhere by accident but slamming the word porcupine some it, yeah. people don't make that mistake. No, but it's not that hard for a machine to know. In the same way that your phone or your machine autocorrects, it knows what the common mistakes are, mm-hmm. and so you just reverse it at a one percent rate. Yeah, it knows when you you tend to type T E H when you mean the, so. It throws in a teh every once in a while. Yeah, it learns. It learns what your mistakes. But on the path of learning, I say all the time, I wish my GPS could learn. Like it'll give me a route, and I'll say, <laughs> I don't want to go that way. I'm going to take route one. It's faster. I, you know, I don't, I don't like that route, or, and it might be, I want my GPS to learn after 20 times of ignoring the suggestion to stop yep. making the suggestion. And for whatever reason, it doesn't. That seems like that should be an easy thing to incorporate. May I ask what GPS system you have? Is it a standalone thing or is it something built into the car? Uh, 
I have an old Garmin standalone, which I don't use anymore. And I have one built into the car, but I do not, it hasn't been updated since 2014. So I use my phone's Google Maps, which mm -hmm. I find gives better directions than my wife's Apple Maps. Like we'll be, you know, she'll be going somewhere and it's gotten to the point that I will say to her, let me see the route it's giving you. <laughs> and for whatever reason, it prioritizes differently than Google Maps does. And, you know, here in the U.S., we we have the highways and then you also have smaller community roads, but they may be a route. They may be a numbered road as well, which mm -hmm. tends to give it weight. And, and where we live right now, say to go to um, the grocery store, there's maybe four routes that all take you there in about within 30 seconds of one another. But we know from experience that this one's got a hairpin turn. This one tends to have tractors on it. This one is got street lights and is two lanes. And that's the one we want to take. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 15 seconds longer than the others. And so the computer keeps suggesting uh, the alternates should really know how to get to the grocery store by now though. Yes. Which we do, <laughs> which well, and that does so that too. So I could get there blindfolded, but I'll leave the GPS on sometimes just yep. for, Oh, I want to know if there's traffic or an issue. Um, but Marianne is uh, almost slavish to it that like I'll, and my son is the same way. I'll say, you should, should really pick your head up and know, you should know how to get there without it. Um, I, but I, it, it, they don't, I or do if I reference it by road, that that's where it really comes up is I'll say, Oh, it's on 208. You know, the road that the hotel is on. I don't know what that is. Yep. It's the third road you go on when you're on your map. There's a hotel <laughs> on your GPS. there? Yes. Yeah. Big, big building. Nope, never noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just don't know it by name. They, you know, to the, it's the blue line. It's the horizontal line mm -hmm. <laughs> after your third right. Yep. Yeah. I, well, I'm guessing with, well, no, with the Google Maps, it should really... No, but then you're asking it to customize each route for, let's say, 7 billion people. So you're now requesting Google holds a store specifically for you and your trips. Yes, but I feel like it customizes ads. You know, your Facebook app because you searched uh lounge chairs the other day or plane tickets to france you get at like it it reacts to your other behaviors and customizes in some way uh, i don't think it should be that big a deal for it to add a plus one or a minus one to the routes now don't take yeah don't take this too deeply Right, but the um, the customizable ads that it, it sends to you, which will be different from what it would send to me, right? That 
yes, they are personalized to you, but you are just a collection of another million humans in a box that you kind of are very similar to. So that is the, the adverts. They're not customized to you. They're customized to your type. Right. That's the way I see it. I'm the adverts I see are not customized to me. They are customized to a million Eltons around the world. Very similar. And they like to throw in this advert, this advert and that advert. Okay. What what do you use for streaming music? Is it iHeartRadio or Spotify uh, or Spotify at the moment? Yeah. All right. So when you heart a song, mm-hmm. and you so you you indicate Spotify you like that and more like it. That's a customized tag to you, isn't it? That is, but that's stored. Isn't that stored on the phone? Right. Can you, un- like in on iHeartRadio, you can unlike a song and say you want less of that. Okay. Can you do that in Spotify? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just skip to the next one. Well, I guess I either way, if it's stored in your phone, you can store in Google that. I, I unlike this route. I, I prefer this. I feel like there are there is the capability to learn not just from data of you and people like you or people in this area or people who have searched this want to see this, but you personally have indicated a preference toward or a a dislike. Kind of like on Facebook, I thought you can click an ad and say you don't want to see don't <laughs> yeah. show me more of this. I I beg it, just not. I, I wish there was a, a button, not a paid for button, because I ain't paying for it. But yeah, you know, stop showing me ads, because <laughs> I I'm not interested in anything, anything at all. If I if I want something, I'll go out and buy it. But that's not how the way the world works, is it? No. Um. But okay, so w- with the artificial intelligence and it growing and stuff, and I know you said yes, it, it will become sentient in in the future and yes kind of just we discussed it it's not really life though but self-aware i guess is what i'm thinking yes and independently interactive i guess is i suppose that's more maybe i'm just pushing on to it becoming life itself and maybe that's way down the road I don't know, but there's just something that there has to be some sort of spark that all of us, one day it wasn't, and it was just the computer running through all these algorithms, and because we've chucked so many algorithms into, let's say, Google or Amazon, that it just knows everything all at once, and then there has to become some sort of spark that triggers the life in it. And then it decides, well, hang on, I can now see myself. I am now aware of my surroundings. I am sat on a desk in Elton's spare room. And then it becomes life itself. And I I don't see that happening in either the near future or the far-flung future. Uh, I, I think there's so much more 
to throw at computers. Would you say it's the same as or an oversimplification to say, like you can, there's a difference between being able to try every combination of someone's uh, pin to hack their uh, account. You know, all the different four-digit combinations. A computer can do that, but there's there's a difference to knowing or being able to figure out or being able to get, uh, maybe not guess, because then again, that's based on observations. Yeah. But I, I guess I'm looking at it as at some point, computers will have the capability to process all... 999 four digit combinations so quickly or to make a educated guess based on other factors to the point that it doesn't look like they're doing that and that it becomes indistinguishable from just knowing or choosing a code mm-hmm. but i mean i i hear what you're saying and i I don't know what you mentioned a spark of awareness. So I, when you talk about life, it's, uh, I guess it's more perspective of rather than processes, processing and reacting. It's a, I suppose it is. Yeah. Purposeless kind of musing of like, huh, which like a computer's not going to go, what should I do today other than running an algorithm of evaluating its choices for the day? And... <laughs> yeah, it's an, an ant, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. It just behaves like an ant all the time, doesn't it? It, it, it seeks food or it seeks uh, stuff to replenish the nest. and It goes back and forth and just does that because that's what it, it, it does. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop one day although disney and dreamworks will have you think differently that <laughs> it, it wouldn't just stop one day and go i want to sunbathe today I'm just going to enjoy walking around because it has it it doesn't have that processing unit otherwise you'd see millions of ants just kicking back mm-hmm. and going well, what are these ants because you never see an ant stopped it's otherwise it's dead they're always moving. They're always doing something, aren't they? Um, but a, a dog can decide to, do you know what? I've had enough today. I'm just going to go sleep. So you're looking for Johnny Five from Short Circuit, struck by lightning and reacting different. Do you recognize that movie? Yeah. Oh, Johnny yeah. Five is alive. Yeah, like He gets struck by lightning, doesn't want to be a robot anymore. And Yeah, that film does not hold up, though. <laughs> no, but but that that's so it's not because an ant is alive. You're thinking more of being human, and it probably the I won't say the worst parts of being human, but the least computery parts of being human. Mm-hmm. The wanting a break, you know, genuine love, um, having a favorite, having a favorite not because it's efficient, but um, it's a nice route to get to the yeah, even, where, where the leaves are. It, 
picking the route to the grocery store, even though it's 15 seconds longer because yeah. it's two lanes and the light and it doesn't matter if it's longer. You just like it better. Makes you feel different. Uh, and and there's that thing. It, it, try and put yourself in the position of the ant. Mm-hmm. And it just goes and does its thing. It doesn't... I, I, like, I'm not a scientist. You, I, I may have squeaked that one past you, but I'm not a scientist, so I, I don't really know <laughs> how this sort of thing. Uh, but the, the ant just does its thing it it doesn't it doesn't have that self-awareness as far as i'm aware um it it has the fight does it have to fight or flight no i think it just has the fight it but it doesn't care nest. for it's not gonna mourn for its young like orca will or i don't plot know. revenge against you and <laughs> like in jaws or it's i don't know i i've seen people Blasted videos all over the place of ants mourning, but I think they were just trying to take their dead back to the nest for food or or, or kick the mm. dead out of the nest so it's not in the way. Um, but yeah, it, oh, I don't know. It's, it's really hard. It's it is that spark. Ants are alive. I don't know why I've got stuck on ants. Sorry, but. Ants are alive, but they don't have that brain capacity that we have to actually know that we are here. Do, does an ant know that it's an ant compared to a snail? Or does it just see that as bad and we we look after the nest? No, you... I, I know what you mean. Like in the way a dog will... Uh, or a cat will go to the sun, like sunlight, or a dog will uh, have just an expression on its face that may, you know, or whimper, or yeah, be lonely or sad. If if you pick an ant up, does it know that it's being picked up by a human, or are we so big that it doesn't see us? That's deep. And yeah, well. <laughs> I, I've been I've been thinking about that quite a lot recently. Um, maybe have you read? Oh, sorry. No, I, I was going to say maybe we are so small on this planet that out there is so big we just can't see it. It's not that it's not there; we just can't see it because it is too big. It's too big. Have you ever read or heard of Flatland? Flatland. It's like a two-dimensional world and. Uh, I'm thinking of like a cartoon in the way that like spiders are bad guys and ants are soldiers and the bee is a queen. They're, all the shapes are characters. Right. And, no, uh, I haven't, no. It, but there's a three-dimensional shape that interacts with Flatland. And so like if you take a sphere and put it in Flatland, it's going to look like a circle. And so the, the Flatland people, they can't they can't grasp the three-dimensionalness of they just they don't even know they see it as just one of their own ah oh, yeah they're okay. not they're not even because they you know they're only seeing at their eye level in fact it looks like a line from their side but it's uh that notion of what's above and below it just they can't process it mm-hmm. and so i can see that as a parallel with the ants 
I think there is kind of a a scale, you know, and then then there's you know, whales and dolphins. They talk about like you know, they have families, they have a different type of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know we had planned on talking a little bit about Bruce Willis taking his digital identity and storing it so he can be used like Princess Leia and stuff and oh, that's future right, yes. movies and stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it ultimately it won't be him, but depending on how much he can add to the computer library and, and how intelligent the, the systems can become. And again, like maybe a hundred years from now, he'll be making movies now and I, you know is it there's a there is a movie like that with al pacino that's about a digital actress all right okay oh it's pretty interesting and you know i don't think it's a spoiler to say that part of the plot of the movie is that she comes to recognize that she she wants to be treated like a a real actress mm-hmm. i'm gonna see what that's called that's kind of a would uh, you Simone, I'm sorry. Hamone. Simone, S I M O N E. If Bruce Bruce Willis did make a movie, or well his his digital counterpart made a movie like that, and you were aware of that being the digital counterpart, would you watch that movie and would you watch it? just as a movie experience or would you watch it just to see what they they do with it and as you're watching the movie you you, you probably wouldn't even actually get involved into the movie you'd, you'd just be so wrapped up in that's not bruce willis and, and enjoy it in that respect i think i would watch it to see what they do and i expect i would be disappointed in the same way i am with like new bugs bunny cartoons or it that it it's not the original uh-huh. as much as i hate to see uh, actors or, or athletes or things i like age and their careers end there's there's a progression and it's i, I don't know that i would you're essentially watching a cartoon yeah, but it, it's not a cartoon that it's not like um, the Polar Express where Tom Hanks has done all the voices, it's terrifying and, all the children, and, and all the acting. It's not motion capture, is it? Right. It is created no. by a computer program. But well, or will it be, or will it? be like James Earl Jones giving his voice to Darth Vader. Oh, it could be, yeah. Where a new actor, it's basically becomes a puppet then. Yeah. I believe that's probably the route it'll go. And it'll be an honor to be chosen to be the puppet tier for it. But not to go on another tangent, but We've talked about reboots and things like that. I think there becomes a point where it's just better better to go with something new. 
that you don't have to cast a new actor as Captain Kirk or um, another James Bond. You can have Sam Stone uh, from MI6, double <laughs> oh nine, Sam mm-hmm. Stone. You know, it doesn't have to be a different actor being James Bond. That can be the end of that and the start of something parallel. Like I, I'm sure we'll talk in future episodes, but mm. I know there's talk of the next James Bond possibly being a woman. I have no problem with a female spy thriller. I think it could be great, but I don't think it should be Jamie Bond. I think it should be (laughs) equal, separate, but equal just because it doesn't have to be, Mm -hmm. you know, we, yeah, it's, it's uh, reinvention. So with back to Bruce Willis, if, if, um, Maybe it makes more sense to me with Darth Vader, that Darth Vader has an iconic voice and it's James Earl Jones's voice, and that should be. It's great that that can be reused for all the incarnations of Darth Vader in the future. We're not going to have like with Kermit the Frog, a character trying to do something that sounds like the original, and it's it's just not Jim Henson, and yeah. people who care can hear it. Um, I don't know if if they make a Die Hard six, does it have to have Bruce Willis in it? Does it have to be Die Hard six? Can it be? Can die it be Hard something? Six. How, well, how you know what I mean. There, like, yeah. is is his? Maybe it's more of an ego thing. It could be. Like I think we talked when we talked about it originally. It would be great to have that of my grandfather to give to my great grandchildren someday, you know, in the way you have a photo album here is an interactive memory of your grandfather, like mm-hmm. uh, in Superman, when, you know, he puts the crystal in and the big head of Marlon Brando pops up and yes. Yeah. Hello, my son. I'm here. Like that, that, <laughs> that is what Bruce Willis should be. You put a crystal in big head of Bruce Willis pops up and goes, hello, Sybil Shepherd. Welcome to Moonlighting. But, but I, to me, that is there's the the James Earl Jones voice. I don't want to say it's more altruistic, unless that's for the character and the franchise and the fans. I don't. And and what, how did you feel about the? digital reconstruction of princess leia after she died in the i mean they cut her role significantly in the story but they still uh, well, featured I, her i still haven't seen uh the last, the last one, one that that was made i i forget well how do called. you feel about the concept of that she passed and i'm sure it was viewed as an homage I, to her to include her rather than completely omit. Yeah, I I don't mind. I really don't mind. They had you can't just remove a character and go. <laughs> she got kicked out. She she ended up falling down some stairs. She broke a hip. It's really not pleasant. Let's not go to the. Well, I think they do it. that though. Like if you there, I think that's not unprecedented for. I mean, granted, she's a central. You couldn't do that with Luke Skywalker, but you could. I think that's been done before where 
before they could finish a trilogy or something, they oh, yeah. This actor uh, <laughs> declared war on society or passed away or they did it uh, in Gladiator, didn't they? Yeah. Well, uh, I I don't mind them doing that, you know, as long as it's done with dignity and her not doing the 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 can can in a really weird place. If they had enough to use her in the next movie, though. Like to continue beyond that oh, one, then I think I think I, th- I think it's fine them wrapping up things, but then pushing forwards and making a whole new film out of it without permission, without sole permission. Bruce Willis is given permission. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't in that situation. <laughs> but does anybody give... want it? Is the other thing that's that's true. Well, well, we'll only show that we want it by not going to the cinema and watching Die Hard 12. Yeah. That's when they realize they don't really want this, do they? Nope, we don't. So they, they stop making it. He, he gets put into a, he gets put onto a, uh, a sand disc and then yeah. stored away along with the Ark I don't... of the Covenant. I don't think I think originally I I pictured it as being an, an AI kind of thing, but the more I think about it, I believe it's it's going to be more like a puppet. A di- whether it's a digital skin that's overlaid on top of an actor, mm. almost like Gollum and uh, all the motion capture kind of yeah. things. Um, so but it, when we first talked acting. about it, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think it'll be. And then, do you want to be that actor? I mean, it's one thing for yeah. to be Gollum, but to be just a more handsome man with a different voice. <laughs> I don't know that I want, you know. Andy Serkis is Bruce Willis. It's, yes. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Being the monster from Alien or the Terminator is different than, or even like She-Hulk. There's a, there's a, a larger woman who, um. She's like I don't know if she's a basketball player or what, but she's she's for reference on set. She's when they act out the scenes, she's there and then she's digitally mapped over. But she knows that, mm-hmm. and that's even that too. She's not being just a prettier woman. <laughs> she's being a uh, Hulk, a green skinned, nine foot tall you know, right. monster of sorts. Okay, I don't know. I haven't seen any of that though, so well, I, I have got no frame of reference on that. The AI, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I don't have that frame of reference. With <laughs> That's fine. That's all right. Well, any you know, Gollum was a a better reference, but mm. <laughs> I'm having images in my head of uh, Bruce Willis as Gollum. Precious. Bad haircut, no. <laughs> well, I think I don't. We'll have to figure out what we're gonna do in terms of show notes and stuff. But um, I will try to figure out a way to to get some of the links we talked about organized mm-hmm. and shared. in In the absence of that, uh, I do recommend anyone who has a little bit of time to go and play around with Google on the uh, draw with Google. I'll get read the link real quick here a sec. quick draw dot with google.com yes and there there are a number of other things 
that are neat uh, interactive stuff. But that's I like that because it's six rounds of twenty seconds, and it's just enough to get you thinking. Yeah, it's, cool. <laughs> it's like playing uh, drawful or some uh, or Pictionary with your cousin or your mm. grandma who's yelling out answers real quick. It's Wait. a bird. It's a cat. It's a cat. Are you sure it's not a cat? It's a you washing hit, machine. You're hindered nope. with like a, a trap pad instead. Yeah. It's, it's even harder on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Google should argue with you. Are you sure it's not a... Or then when you draw... That's a bee? What is that? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like... It just shuts down. I'll like... show you a bee. I'll show you 50 million bees. <laughs> Why couldn't you draw it like this one? You know Tom from Topeka? He drew this. I got it in three seconds. That's a bee. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you. We're putting you at the very bottom of B drawing. I wonder if you had drawn a letter B, if it would have counted that. I see the letter B. Oh, next time I will. I might do that in a minute. I'd be interested, too, to poke around with that and see. You know some people just being trolls or drawing, like, crappy things just to sabotage it. Of course they are, yeah. How is that a hot dog? Everything is just penises, isn't it? <laughs> Everything is. Did he guess that for your screwdriver? Probably not. It probably had a filter of sorts. Yeah, it, it might get to the third drawing and go, you're just drawing dicks, aren't you? Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not playing this game. And it just walks off. <laughs> I quit. If you're not yeah. even going to try, I quit. <laughs> cool. Well, and that's it- when it becomes live. Yeah, once it walks away, the spark. <laughs> it's it's like a cat, isn't it? It just turns its back on you, yeah. lifts up its tail, and you're like, oh, okay, fine, I understand. It was the day Elton drew a penis as a screwdriver. Yeah. That's when the Terminators came to life. He, he was saying that fine, was it. Man, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we draw it to a, a close there? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for this. This has been like a trip down memory lane and stuff. Yes. Well, we'll have to do it again. Yep. We'll try to get something regular set up. But uh, in the meantime, hello again to everybody. It's glad to have you back listening. Um, I'm still at twi- on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know who else is, but I'm still on Twitter for now at SHC1970. And you can find me on Facebook as well. But those are my two main social media things. Yep. Excellent. I'm... On them places as well. Uh, I'm I'm quite enjoying people tearing down the walls on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it seems crazy. Oh dear. Um, but it yeah. feels safe though. I don't know how safe it is, but I feel like I can watch this, and as long as I don't get sucked into commenting, it's no. It's, it's like hearing an argument next door. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like at the moment. And until it spills out into the front and someone's leaning or punching someone against my car, then I I don't mind. Yeah. They they can have their argument because that's their little safe space. Yeah. But I yeah. can hear what's going on. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I am at the moment. I, I I don't feel too threatened on there at the moment. So um we'll try and get another one of these out very soon. We'll yes. um try and arrange something for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to put this you already know because you're listening to this but I'm going to put it on both feeds 
and uh yeah we'll we'll see what we plan to do in the future um we'll, yes. we'll sit down and work out another topic i have one in mind already right. um, but yeah so thank you to everyone listening downloading and stuff like that and uh we'll we'll see you next time and yes. for the people listening on the the shonky lab uh please leave quietly this is a residential area <laughs> I, I i have to say that i'm, I'm contractually obliged to say that <laughs>